Okay, there we go, everyone. Good morning. Very, very warm welcome, everyone, uh, to today's uh, pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities, of course. Um, hope you're all keeping well. Uh, good to have you with us. Uh, okay, let's get straight into it then. Um, we'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on the screen. Now, all profitable traders, they need to consider, you know, which which market should we be trading in? And more importantly, why are we trading those markets? Hopefully, you can do your research and do your analysis and, and um, you can derive at, at some conclusions, really. Um, then it's about your levels in terms of where do you enter and exit these markets? How do you manage risk? Trade management uh, is an important feature of, of your, I suppose, your, your trading approach. Um, if you let your winners run, at what point do you look to take in profit uh, or, or mitigate risk? Um, trading psychology as well. Um, there's an interesting dynamic in the, at the minute where you, you're getting uh, a big build-up of, of um, let's say, potentially bearish uh, price action or reasons for prices to roll over to the downside, and you get this sort of profound resilience in it in, in these markets. So you, you get a little bit... Um, 
uh, it, it can kind of impact your psychology, the way that you look at these markets. Certainly, it can make you be a little bit cautious. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So when these markets don't necessarily move in line with your expectations and you become a little bit more cautious, that's probably a good thing. Um, so all of these considerations are important elements. There's a lot of education on each of these points, but we, we do address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms. And we're strong advocates of um, being consistent in, the, in, in our approach as, as much as we can do, um, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well. So let's start with a review of potential market moving news. Um, so with that in mind, uh, let's bring up. Forex factory. So we look at yesterday's CPI numbers. It was really what the week was pretty much focused on, although we did have this AI rally. So, so yesterday, what the markets the markets are really quite bullish in mentality. What they were looking for is more signs that that inflation is continuing to soften. Except we're not getting that. We're not getting those softening signals. We've still got month on month excuse me, core inflation uh, still growing at three point, uh, sorry, 0.3%. Same situation with headline inflation. We're still growing month in, month out. And instead of in the previous month's numbers, we were pretty close to zero, just above zero, 0 0.1. Um, the, these numbers have now come in, you know, above the expectations. And um, previously we were at 3.1. Now we're at 3.4. I mean, that's not really what the Fed want to be seeing is the potential for inflation to start rising at a time when the markets are expecting the Fed to start lowering rates. Um, and the simple reason for that is it will it will loosen financial conditions to such a point we're very likely to see uh, an, another wave of inflation. Now, central banks and certain individuals are at odds to sort of play that narrative down. Um, However, and, and, and Jerome Powell himself doesn't want to make that mistake that was made in, in the 70s in the US um, with a similar type of situation. So these inflation uh, waves, let's call them, um, there's normally more than just one massive wave. You normally get, if you look back at the charts and inflation over the years, you normally get you know, additional waves. But the central banks on this occasion are saying this is really quite different. We've really got inflation, you know, coming down to two percent. The problem is these numbers don't don't necessarily show that. So we know we know the makeup of these numbers. We know that there's been a softening in energy and and food. Um, we also know that the majority of this inflation is very much kind of core service related, which is fine. But we've now got conflict. We've now got the US and, and the UK now bombing the Houthi rebels uh, in the Red Sea. So there's increased conflict in that region. And what could that do to oil prices? It has every potential to push oil prices higher. It's not really done so to any great extent so far, which is a bit, a bit strange. We would have expected further upside moves in crude oil uh, because of these increasing uh, tensions in the Middle East. Um, so it's a very volatile situation and we could get a pretty significant move in crude oil, you know, at any time 
It's just being profoundly resilient, as is these mar- as are these markets being a little bit more genu- generally. Um, and we, we're seeing a turnaround in the bond markets as well. Um, one thing that was worth looking at, if you look at the, the 10-year bond auction, um, the, the cost to the US government uh, to, to sell debt is, is lowering uh, and the demand is still pretty strong. And uh, we kind of saw that again uh, with the 30-year bond auction is that um, the demand is still you know, pretty decent. And uh, the price is, is, is lowering. So that's kind of in keeping with the, I suppose, the lowering that we've seen across the, uh, the bond markets. And concerns seem to be uh, smoothing out. So we started to see a bit of a strong um, reversal in these markets. And that is very much reflected in, in the bond yields as well uh, with a, with a with a narrowing of this um, inversion as well. So you've got the two year and the 10 year. So the difference between the two is now narrowing. So the risks over the short term are much higher than over the longer term. Um, and this, uh, we're talking about a 30, 30 basis point differential between the two and the 10 year now. We were up at 55 there a couple of weeks ago and 50 and 45 and things, numbers of that nature. Now it's, it's, it's softening really quite considerably. So maybe there is a realistic chance that this time is very, very different. And this potential for a recession will just vanish. It seems too good to be true, but it seems to be uh, how certainly the markets are reacting and how the central banks are reacting. They're reacting as if, you know, this recession is pretty much uh, very soft in nature and is, um, you know, these markets can, can crack on as a result. So just a little bit more explanation there. And look, we've still got a really strong jobs market. So we do have this sort of Goldilocks scenario, which you keep hearing about. Um, so what does that mean? It, it pretty much means uh, inflation is lower, although it's ticking a little bit higher recently. So we got low inflation, we got you know really really low unemployment numbers. So we've got a really strong jobs market, and the growth figures are, are are really quite quite positive, all things considered. So you have this, and and you've got rates up at five and a half percent. So there's scope for those rates to start falling. So it just seems that this this resilience trade is is profound, um, and uh, if markets don't sell off, then they're only going to you know, move higher. So uh, we can we can keep a very, very close eye on, on these dynamics, shifting dynamics. Now, the only thing we have today, if you look at this uh, Friday, the 12th of January, which is today, of course, um, we've had CPI um, come in slightly higher than was expected in China. Um, GDP month on month is coming in a little bit better than than anticipated for the for the pound, and the only other news which is really quite important um, is uh, these core PPI numbers, and they're expected to rise ever so slightly. 
So we do have this concerning backdrop that these markets are clearly looking past, looking through, and, and not really acknowledging what any you know we're not seeing these markets play out necessarily in line with our expectations and that's a that's a bit of a, a problem so we'll start with us indices then um we're expecting these markets eventually to to roll over to the downside and that's exactly what we saw the problem is we we reversed that move really quite aggressively so we're still in this market to the downside and our expectation is for further downside in this trade so from here and we'd expect even to break yesterday's lows especially if we get a bit of a boost with ppi numbers you know if they come in slightly higher then you've got this, this slightly contradicting environment where uh, actually inflation is not coming down it's actually going up and that's a strange dynamic because this market is only interested in, in seemingly in in pushing higher so the concerns haven't sort of realized yet and uh, that's where maybe we can we can identify that that deviation in in um in these dynamics and, and we can actually say right well the market hasn't really fully embraced this particular shift in dynamic but it will do and i guess that's kind of probably where we're at so a downside move for these equity markets that's pretty much where we're at at the moment and we're already um, in this trade, but we're currently at our entry price from yesterday. So NASDAQ, same situation. Surprised, not surprised to see the initial rollover, but quite surprised to see the very significant pullback we've seen. And, and now we're expecting, um, again, further downside from these levels. So we've got a bit of a bearish view of these markets. Same with the Dow Jones. I mean, we're only literally a few points away from all-time highs uh, with this kind of backdrop. And uh, it's a bit strange or it's a bit odd the german um in a long-term sideways pattern yesterday quite indecisive but more so bearish than bullish getting a little bounce so far today and yeah it's it's the nikkei that's probably the most impressive market out there gapped up again overnight um and just sitting around these highs so this is the this is the exceptional move of the week but it's um very difficult to trade when it gaps up and and then um starts to rally and doesn't really give you much of an opportunity uh so indices higher that's sorry indices lower should i say and don't forget the nikkei is going in the opposite direction to these uh, other global markets so commodities with the conflict in the middle east you would naturally assume we'd probably get some further upside we're pretty much approaching that four seventy four dollar level and we've been speaking a lot for the last two weeks really in terms of breaking above that 74 level is going to be really quite important and and then we'd probably see oil prices rally but what's quite uh impressive is the muted uh response from these oil markets relatively muted you know we've got these oil fields in the middle east we've got um rerouted um shipping lanes that can't actually go through the uh the red sea because of these 
Hoythi uh, rebels uh, with lots of general conflict in that area and um, conflict between Israel and Iran and and just uh, it's and and now the US and the UK have now started um, these airstrikes so um, there's there's the tensions are rising and there's every potential for an, an error of some kind and this is when you're getting into dangerous territory but the response over the last few weeks in oil is very kind of composed um we're not seeing any massive erratic you know we're in a very tight range from 70 dollars to 74 dollars basically that that's all that's happening but we are up and down quite a lot so what we're looking for is for these oil prices to we were, in, were able to get in at 71 dollars we're now up at nearly 74 with every expectation for this market to rally really quite considerably so we've got an upside bias in in markets like um crude oil and um we can identify uh us oil to the upside and the level So we just we look to buy above seventy four dollars. Okay, so um, and then we've got broadly speaking uh, indices to the downside. Uh, crude oil. So gold is an interesting one. In fact, the dollar as a whole is a bit of an interesting one because um, if you look at the euro dollar, we would expect a bit of weakness yesterday which we which we saw but then we start to see this very significant rally uh, up to 110 and uh, we're still looking a little bit more positive even at this point but now the setup is looking it's looking quite ugly so we don't necessarily want to be making a call within this uh, strong range in these markets so the dollar is not really moving in line with our expectations at all now it did do yesterday for a period but then again the 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 rotation or, or, or the fact that these markets reversed really aggressively and they've left these types of candlesticks leaves us a little bit sort of right okay well this isn't quite what we were we were expecting so as always when you have an expectation and the markets don't perform in line with that expectation you can, of course, um, uh, back off those trades. So look, we, we're getting, we're inching closer to our, um, our take profit up at these high levels for the pound yen. Uh, we're still in this upside move. Yesterday, a bit indecisive. Today, looks like the, the, the yen is is potentially looking at um, rolling over. The problem is, well, not the problem is that we're, we're in this market to the upside, and we we're, we're getting a, a small corrective move. But our expectation is that we will get further upside um, so we can stick with that pound yen trade so we are in a few trades and gold we technically there's a decent buy trade in in here above the uh, the 2042 um, we just don't generally like our we're not really able to trust what the dollar's doing so it appears that there's a bit of dollar weakness which would suggest you know, it'd be a positive for um, the uh, metal markets. So 
I mean, we do have a, a strong pullback into support, and now it looks like we're going to be accelerating to the upside. We probably have uh, a large stop loss to work with. In fact, it's all the way down here, the one at the 2013 level. And that, that's that's a $25 dollar range, uh, not really what we would be looking to trade. So look, perhaps we can we can back off that for now. So so yesterday we were looking at clearly defined risk on trades up to CPI, and if CPI numbers came in a certain way, we were looking to to position ourselves. And uh, we did do to the downside, not to the upside, but this is the third trade now we've taken in the S&P and the US indices uh, to the downside. So it's um, hopefully we'll get some profits out of them today. But as always, you've got to sort of stay stay awake about these markets. And um, the resilience is really quite profound. It's really quite impressive in the face of uh, sort of the negativity that's, uh, that's evident. Okay. So yesterday, not that we had a, a viable trade, but we were we had a significant strength. So US indice weakness. Um, we're going to remove the dollar completely. Uh, we'll have a look at US oil. Looking to buy above $74 level. It's a bit of a challenge, a bit of a strong level of resistance. So if we break through that, we'd expect pushing up to 76, 78. So hopefully still a very, very significant. And we would have expected further upside moves in oil already. So you've got this backdrop where you've got the figures are actually, the inflation numbers in the US are coming in much higher than expected. You've got potentially um, issues with supply uh, lines um, with rerouting of uh, these container ships around around the, the African coast and uh, issues with Houthi rebels attacking these ships. And we also now have um, have airstrikes from the US and the UK to, to, to deal with that. There's conflict in the Middle East, of course. Um, we've still got war in Gaza. And you could, you could very, very easily see a bit of a spike in energy markets. You could see a spike in food markets. And all of a sudden, that feeds into this really quite inflationary, along with, you know, the, the Fed actually loosening market conditions quite considerably and uh, really strong jobs market with higher wages. These are all really strong inflationary forces that these central banks should probably take note of. It just appears. And we had Williamson and we've had a few other Fed officials now say, OK, well, we, we probably need to do keep this policy really quite um quite tight and, and not start to loosen. So the markets are pricing in a bit of a, a rate cut in March. We don't we don't think that's that's going to be the case. We we do anticipate or wonder whether the Fed will actually um, you know lower rates in, in the near future. The markets are anticipating they will. We don't necessarily think they will, but you never know. We have to uh, I suppose trade what we see. Okay, so I just posted our trade plan into the chat box, guys. We've got a risk-off market condition, and what we are is expecting further U.S. indice weakness after yesterday's strong reversal. Actually, we saw that weakness trade 
kick in. We saw a really strong reversal yesterday. Uh, that gives us some useful information. Um, there's a buy trade in oil above $74, and we can look for uh, further uh, yen weakness. Now, there's one more. I just want to do... Um, US uh, producer, so input costs, PPI, inflation numbers are due out today. Also expected Okay, so just as a little um, notice, uh, US PPI inflation numbers are due out today, also expected to come in. Um, so slightly higher. Uh, if this is the case, we can expect further risk off moves. So it's just really reaffirming the position that we're already in, and it would give us, you know, the confidence to stick with those trades. So consumer inflation, and also, so that's a little bit better there, guys. So consumer inflation and also uh, input costs all rising is an inflationary backdrop along with the jobs market. We think the markets are kind of uh, getting ahead of themselves, uh, looking to be relentlessly bullish when we're actually looking uh, right now for the opposite. So we'll see who wins out. It's going to be an interesting dynamic as we close out the week. And um, two weeks under our belt, one very, very bearish week, one relatively bullish week. Let's see where today finishes and um, we will position ourselves uh, accordingly, of course. And what we're trading is the shift in this narrative from a very dovish Fed market sentiment regarding rate pivots. And we think the Fed are more likely to just stay higher for longer and if the if the markets truly price that in um we should get some decent winners and, and we think they're not doing so at the minute but they they have every potential to start coming around to that sort of way of thinking so we we, we, we we'll trade it accordingly uh, any questions feel free to post them on that note guys thanks so much for joining us we're going to switch rooms now so if you want to join us for the european um trading uh live trading mentorship room then um we're going to switch switch rooms now so you can join us for that on that note do take care we'll speak to you soon thanks everyone bye for now